Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, here is uh, the Recovering Car Dealer live. You are listening to my recorded announcement. I have to make one modification because Rick Kearney, uh, our expert on mechanics, computerization, electronics of automobiles, the man that can ask any question on the technical aspects of a car, is taking a well-deserved vacation. And we're going to miss Rick. Uh, he normally sits over to my right here, and he can answer anything but... Uh, we're not going to give up. We've got Nancy Stewart, Stu Stewart, and myself, three Stewarts, uh, in the studio. And we've been around the business a little bit, and we can answer some mechanical questions, but not all of them. But wait, we have there's more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have Google. We have Google. Yeah, I forgot about Google. I mean, that's, that's two-thirds of my brain. Make it nine-tenths of my brain. And we also have a couple experts standing by. Uh, so please don't hold back on your questions on mechanical issues with your car. And if we can't answer it, uh, we do something on this show that you don't normally see. A panel of experts do. We just say, I don't know. Or that'll that'll be after we Google it. I will, I'll probably start with a joke and then try to fake it, right. and then we'll get serious. <laughs> but sometimes we sometimes we don't know. You know, actually, when we go through all our resources, uh, I got to believe we're batting nine ninety nine. But there's some things you just don't know, and then you just be honest and transparent and say, "I don't know." At any rate. Uh, you are the source of the show. You folks out there in Facebook land, because we're streaming live on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. We're, we're also streaming on Twitter and Periscope and uh, Facebook, I said, um, um, YouTube, uh, and you could just stream us directly, can't you, Sue? Was there a change in that? Yes, that was my big announcement. So uh, last few weeks, uh, uh, our listeners had been letting us know that um, our, the live stream at list, uh, streamearloncars.com um, was playing holiday music. Well, that's, that's been fixed. It's been redirected to the, the new site. So you just go to the old site, streamearloncars.com, and you'll, sh- you'll be able to hear the internet yeah, stream yeah. of the audio. Yeah, www.streamearloncars.com. You know, if you're cool, you don't say www anymore. No. That's just, but for old folks uh, that's like very, me. Oh, that's uh, 2000s. So yeah, two thousand. Yeah, so stream www.streamerlandcars.com, uh, and that way you stream us and uh, Facebook, uh, Periscope, anything. Uh, the text number that's uh, that's become all reliable. Used to be our phone number was all reliable. I'm going to give you our phone number anyway. But hey, what's the telephone these days, right? Telephone number is, for the record, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. That's eight seven seven. Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now, 
I'm just being you know silly about the telephone number. The telephone is really cool because you have that personal connection. You hear the voice, you hear the laughter, you hear uh, the anger, you hear the emotion. Uh, phone calls are really great, so we do encourage you. We have some regular callers that we love to be on the phone. Just wouldn't be the same as if they were on text or Facebook. But text has become our utility. That's like our our base, our core. And we build a nice backlog of comments, questions, criticisms, and we like you, we don't like you type of comments. Our text number, 772-497-6530. That's area code 772-497-6530. And if we don't get to it right away, we will get to it. We usually end up getting to all the texts before the end of the show. Another unusual thing about this show, well, I got to talk, I got two unusual things about the show. Uh, our mystery shopping report, and I know you regulars have heard this a thousand times, but we have something totally unique. Um, you won't find it on television, you won't find it on radio, uh, uh, I guess maybe on 60 Minutes, Mike Wallace kind of a thing. Uh, we do a live undercover agent visitation of a car dealership in South Florida and sometimes North Florida. Uh, we haven't been out of state yet, although we have some uh, out-of-state agents that will report in. But we go in, pretend to buy or lease a car. This is really interesting, I promise you. We do it in the second half of the show, and we visited a car dealership. I think it was yesterday. So they're hot off the press, and we tell you exactly what happened. We, we're going on an advertisement typically, and we go through the process that you would go through if you're buying a car. We name the dealership, we name the sales person, we name the uh, sales manager. It's really cool. I swear to you, you'll love this. The Mystery Shopping Report. We have an undercover agent who's doing a marvelous job, and it's not easy. He's, cur- he's courageous. His family has even gone in with him occasionally, and he just does a marvelous job. Mystery Shopping Report. And the other unique thing is, uh, is Nancy Stewart, my co-host, my wife, my partner in this show for about 17 years. We started out doing a half an hour, and uh, uh, she's learned a whole lot about the car business from the radio show. A lot of them from your calls. And she's been by my side this whole time. And the best thing she does is she encourages the ladies out there to call in. When we first started the show, all male. It was like a locker room. It was just like, you know, all guys calling in, talking about their trucks. And you know. now we have pretty close to a 50-50 audience. And that's thank, thanks to Nancy Stewart. Um, uh, I'm going to ask Nancy to tell you about our special offer for those of you who haven't heard it for our first time, Lady Callers. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a great one for the ladies. We want to offer you $50 for the first two new lady callers. Ka-ching. And uh, you can, uh, you'll be able to text uh, us your contact information. Uh, that text number is real, real important. So I'm going to mention it a few times, uh, 772-497-6530. That'll be your way of uh, receiving the $50. Once you call in, you gotta call in. And uh, I know you all have something to say. A few of you are a little bit shy from uh, my uh, information this week, but I'm gonna encourage you anyway to give us a call so that we can build a platform here for Earl Stewart on cars. We enjoy talking to the ladies. Again, $50 for the first two 
new lady callers and any of the ladies that are listening out there that haven't received their $50 check, please take advantage of the text number and contact us with your contact information yes. at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, thank you. I think uh, we've got some text building up over there. That's right. And Stu is collecting those. Who's watching our Facebook uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys, before you get started on the text, let's go to Howard, uh, who uh, called pretty early this morning. And Howard uh, gives us a call often. He's a regular caller, and he's from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. It's a pleasure talking to you this morning. Uh, uh, I have a, uh, a, a great experience in, in Earl's... Uh, dealership uh, yesterday oh good um should i tell you the great experience uh, yeah i, to do with Earl, I to love do to with hear Stu. it and i just have to tell the new folks that this is not an infomercial but you know something who who doesn't like compliments we're not trying to sell you anything even though i am a car dealer in full disclosure but howard is a wonderful guy a great caller and he's also a good customer of mine so howard uh i really appreciate it uh, yeah tell us about your experience yeah, believe me, I'm not a shill for you. I just, this is actually what happened. Uh, um, a friend of mine who's uh, well up in years, doesn't drive anymore. He, he, uh, last year he stopped driving. Mm -hmm. His wife is 10 years young, and she drives. Mm -hmm. And her Mercedes, the lease was up. It's going to be up the 20th of this month. So he's a little panicky. He said, I don't know, should I buy the car? I mean... I said, wait a second, before you do anything, let's go into Earl Stewart Toyota yesterday mm -hmm. and let's, uh, you know, discuss this. Sure. So I was pleasantly surprised I was able to speak to Josh, mm -hmm. who was a very nice uh, young man. Thank you, my and younger son. Down, yeah. He sat down with us and uh, explained, you know, explained the situation about the one-year lease is not available. And I told uh, this gentleman... Uh, I'm not going to mention his name. I said, uh, uh, you have, you're turning in your Mercedes. They're giving you an option to buy it. It's a three-year-old car. And I told him, that Mercedes could be in the shop uh, every other month. <laughs> so, you know, not real, because I have experience with uh, Mercedes. Uh, yeah. You know, friends of mine and, and family had them, and they were... They're not reliable. I mean, as far as my experience, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not going by consumers' reports because mm -hmm. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't look it up. Sure. But um, I'm not going to ask you to comment on the Mercedes because, uh, you know, uh, that's not, you know, what, you, what I'm here for. I'm here to explain that uh, uh, this gentleman here is panicky. Yeah. His wife has to turn it in, and they want $57,000 to buy it. Mm -hmm. Three-year-old Mercedes, fifty-seven thousand dollars. A lot of money. So, so yeah, right. So Josh said, "You're better off buying the, uh, you know, a Camry," which is is right. So I'm, I was trying to, to sit down with Josh and discuss the mm -hmm. uh, the advantages of buying a car instead of leasing the car. So that's how we stand right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, uh, well, thanks, Howard. Yeah. No, that, that's what are your a, comments on this? Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a great um, uh, thing to comment on because in South Florida we have a lot of this going on. Uh, high population of older folks like me, and uh, and at some point in time, uh, you have to ask yourself, you know, 
how much do I want to invest in this car? How long can I drive this car? And all these unpleasant questions that face us with mortality. And leasing is one of the biggest challenges. Um, uh, with a lease car, many people think it's like a rental car. You lease a car, and if you stop using it, you just take it, turn it back in where you leased it. Uh, that's not going to happen. You have a contract binding for the entire length of the lease. So if you have a 36 or 48 month lease, whatever, and you only use it for 12 months, you owe them the balance of those payments, and there's no way you can get out of it. Um, if you lease a car, of course, you're not building equity, and when the car goes back and you have to pay all those payments, there's nothing to bail you out. Those payments are like rent receipts. They just float off and disappear into thin air. So for older folks, sometimes purchase is a better option because you are building equity as you make your payments. And if something happens, you can't drive anymore, then you have some equity and you can it, hopefully very least break even by selling the car without having to write a check for 36 monthly payments. So leasing for an older person is something that they should think twice about. Exercising the option to purchase on a lease is a whole new question too. Uh, it's a it's a it's a matter of arithmetic. In this case, the Mercedes they were asking fifty seven thousand uh, dollars. You could have taken that Mercedes if you were seriously considering exercising that purchase option, and you could have gotten three bids on it from three Mercedes dealers. You could take it to CarMax. You could take you could take it to uh, to uh, WeBuyAnyCar.com. You could take it to Carvana. I mean, today you can get a a good bid on your used car from multiple sources. And that tells you, is 57000 a good price or a bad price? If the highest bid you got is 49000 then you don't even think twice about it. On the other hand, you might find a bid over 57000 uh, This happens very rarely that you get a bid higher than your option. But it does happen. So if you get a bid a couple thousand dollars over the option to buy, you can flip the car and make a fast profit. That's highly unlikely. happens very seldom, but it's worth checking out. And uh, Howard, that's a that's a great typical case happening every day in South Florida. I know that, and the, the, he started to get panicky because yeah. uh, the twentieth is coming up soon, you know. And, yeah, uh, exactly. How, how it stands right now is his wife who drives mm -hmm. is going to come down to your dealership and uh, speak to a, a salesman. Sure. And, uh, because she's not, she has no experience with Toyotas. She had, yeah. and Josh explained it has leather seats. It's the uh, XLE. It has yeah. all the new features. I think it has more features than the three-year-old Mercedes. Mm -hmm. uh, safety features. Yeah, okay. Or the same. Yeah. Either more or the same features. Probably more because a three-year newer car, uh, the technology safety, especially, is going at warp speed, and you got a three-year-old car. You probably have multiple features that you should have that only come in the newer model. Okay, so I'll I'll bring him down probably next week uh, as soon as possible. Howard, I appreciate uh, it. Thank yeah, you very bring much. Bring him down and his wife. Oh, great. And uh, and this way, uh, you know, we discuss. This in the detail, but I appreciate your help, and uh, I give kudos to Josh. He has a lot of patience. Oh, thank you. Well, do you like Josh better than me now? <laughs> I knew I Stu was that. thinking I'm, that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> different entities, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Howard. Have a great okay. weekend. Take care of yourself, okay, my friend. You too. Bye. Thanks, Howard. Remember, uh, folks, you can take advantage of uh, your anonymous feedback. That's another form of communication uh, that you can use and uh, utilize it in a way that is very unique. 
that being we just don't know who you are. You remain anonymous. So www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Okay. And uh, we have some callers lined up, so we're going to go to Doug, who's been holding. And Tino, just hold on, and we'll get to you. Hi, Doug. Hi, how are you? How'd you like that sunrise this morning? Oh, my God, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) With all the dogs. (laughs) Are you calling for Ollie this morning, or is this your call? I'm calling for Ollie and Tim. We just say good morning. Oh, Uh great. So what's Ollie uh, driving today, uh, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ollie wants to get a car, but we told him he can't do that anymore. (laughs) He's he's getting too old. He's 21. Oh, (laughs) jeez. He just cried. He's crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Well, Doug, so it's always anyhow, good. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question about my car that got struck by lightning. And then it got hit, and they ran. They left the whole front grill all messed up. So uh-huh. it's all fixed up. But my question about Carfax is, how can I find out if if anything is showing up on my car uh, before I bring it in? Because a lot of dealerships, they they're showing an interest in my car, but if I bring it in, will they look it up and see that it's, um, it's got that damage? I mean, not damage, it's got the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah but now it's like brand new because they replaced it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, Doug, uh, that's a, for the people that haven't heard you calling before, uh, Doug's car, as you heard him just say now, was struck by lightning, and that's, uh, the, you know, it's unusual. Uh, uh, it, it, you don't know what damage lightning does to a car. A huge surge of electrical, and even the best technician can't tell you what parts of the car were affected. I think you're doing the right thing to trade that car uh, or sell the car. And this is a chance for you to get even with the evil car dealers out there because you are under no legal obligation uh, to divulge anything about that car. You don't want to walk into a car dealership and say, hey, my car just got hit by lightning and I want to sell it. Uh, you go and let them do their due diligence and their research, and some of them will and some of them won't. But today you have more ability to go. You put your car, it's all like putting your car at the auction. You can go to Carvana, uh, that's a big national company, and they buy cars. AutoNation, uh, the biggest retailer now, their big campaign on We Buy Cars, you don't even have to buy uh, our car, we'll buy your car. And, of course, there's WeBuyAnyCar.com. You've seen that commercial that drives you crazy. They're a legitimate outfit. Yeah. And, um, and then you can take it to uh, what make car do you have? What make it's his? Honda. Okay. Honda take it to a couple of Honda dealers. You know the used car department. Say, look, i got too many cars in the family. I'm, uh, I'm downsizing. Uh, what will you bid for my car? I'm going to sell it to the highest bidder. Uh, you know, you could spend two or three days and you could get a half a dozen legitimate bids on that car. And I would I would sell it um, uh, or trade it, uh, but be sure when you trade it that you're getting the high bid that you were offered when you were shopping the car. Well, I could bring it to Earl Stewart, but you know about it, so that could be. Yeah, I'm an, I, I'm a, I probably won't be your high bidder, <laughs> but but I'll give you I'll give you the I'll give you the bid a smart dealer will put on it, and then you need to find a dumb dealer. I can recommend a couple dumb dealers to you too. <laughs> 
that's the whole point between uh, buying a car and, and uh, leasing a car. Yeah. Well, and um, if we would have bought this car, we would have been in big trouble. But because we leased it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a whole other different story. Yeah, I think in my case, leasing it was probably a, a good thing because... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a great thing. I mean, that gets you off the hook entirely. But you might get lucky and, and find out your option to buy is less than what you could get for it. And it's less likely because you got hit by lightning, but it's it's a possibility. Worth going through the exercise, I think. But anyway, um, I'm uh, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're okay, even if your car is It runs pretty good. The only problem is when I get it in in the morning, I get a, a little shock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Hey, listen. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Doug, you're great. Sam, I hear you in the background. Yeah, Holly, I, I, you I, behave yourself. Yeah, I got to say for Sam, you. uh, uh, Doug, you're very lucky. She's a very, uh, very informed Sam. And uh, what a great thank life partner for Doug to assist him in, you know, this whole car thing. And it's great to hear yeah, from all three of you. Yeah, yeah, and being a full-time musician, Sim puts up with a lot. She really does. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks again, and have a, like a, uh, Bye, guys. have a great weekend. Uh, remember, that telephone number is 877-960-9960. Is that your and, boyfriend's number? They just wouldn't <laughs> and, and you, oh, that's a funny. I like yeah, that. Yes, thank you. Uh, Anyway, the text number is 772-497-6530. And again, I'm going to remind the ladies, you got to give us a call. You want to win $50, the first two new lady callers? You can do so this morning. You can use that money this time of year. So don't forget, 877-960-9960. And I want to remind everyone again, youranonymousfeedback.com. Please, we'd love to hear from you. Now we're going to go to our wonderful female caller. She's with us every week, and she shares so much information with us, some we don't have never heard. So good morning, Tina, and welcome to the show. Good morning, y'all. How are you doing? Doing great. Hey, Tina. Hi, how are you? I was watching the infamous, famous Scotty Kilmer the other day, and he brought up a really good point. If you care about your vehicle, do not get an oil change done at a big box store. Go to a reputable mechanic that knows what they're doing because he has heard too many stories of people going to these big box stores and these techs, they're just in a hurry, they don't care. They leave the oil cap off or they won't even bother to put the drain plug in. Mm -hmm. And he's seen a few people lose their engine because of this. So just an FYI, I know it's convenient. I know it's quick and easy, but it it might end up being a disaster if you're not careful. Yeah, true story, Tina. Yeah, that can happen at a dealership, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely at a dealership, Tina. Uh, We've heard it often, and I'm glad you brought that to to the forefront this morning. It's happened at our dealership before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say a starting position you know, for a mechanic, for a technician, first thing they do when they apply for a job, if they get hired, they start them on the lubrac, which is where they change the oil, and, then, you know, they show them how to do it, but uh, you know, there's a lot more uh, than being shown how to do it. You have to learn, and you have to uh, be careful, and you have to be responsible. So it's a little bit of a crapshoot, a Russian roulette, anytime you get your oil changed, and I... 
I don't know a be- I don't know a better advice than what you gave. Find a mechanic that you trust, you've had experience with, and if you have to pay a few bucks, a few bucks more to let him change the oil, uh, it could save you money in the long run. Well, my question to you, Earl, is that like uh, a reputable dealership, will they have somebody like, say, for instance, there's a beginning technician that's doing loop work. Will they go through a checklist and have somebody double check to make sure that the oil plug is in properly and the oil cap is covered? You know, will they have somebody double check the work before the car is let out to the client? Well, this is where being uh, truthful and transparent is very painful. And uh, you heard Stu say earlier, and I will corroborate that, at our dealership, we've had problems. And uh, it's, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a niche in the armor or whatever the word is that all mm-hmm. all uh, service departments have. Uh, some People have to start out somewhere. And most of the people that enter the profession of technician mechanic today come through the lubrication department because it's the most basic, simple. If a person is conscientious and he is trained properly, he should be able to change your oil completely safety, uh, safely every time. Rotate and balance your tires. That's another uh, safety item. Sometimes they don't uh, t- torque the lug nuts properly. As you mentioned earlier, the drain plug, you can over-torque it, under-torque it, uh, and you don't put the right amount of oil in or you don't put any oil in. Uh, this is carelessness. So it is a... It is, and in the best of dealerships, it can happen. Now, we're not talking, you know, likely. We're talking about maybe once out of a 5,000 times. but Way less than that. Yeah, you know, or 1,000 times, okay? I mean, it's, it's if you know, if a high-volume car dealership will have uh, hundreds of people come in every month. And uh, if it happens every three or four months, you're talking, you know, a pretty low odds. But it's just something I'm trying to... I'm trying to endorse your recommendation, which is find a mechanic, even in a dealership or wherever that you trust that's done your work before and ask for him when you come in. Stu? Another thing, ask them what, what is their follow-up and what is their inspection process. I mean, ideally, and it doesn't. the problem is, is when, it, when the system breaks down. So in our dealership, uh, a newer tech, uh, oil change lube tech, is supposed to be paired up with a more experienced one. They're two-man teams, and they're supposed to both check each other's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they fail to follow the process, is usually when, that's when it goes bad. Yeah. So ask the service department you go to and say, hey, what's your process for making sure everything's done correctly? And then if you really want to, you can stand out there and watch them do your car. Yep. And not, exactly. Not, and not to beat a dead horse, but... Uh, all dealerships have a great process, but it's the execution right. of the process where you drop the ball. Yeah. And uh, experience is very good. If you have someone that you had experience with over the years, take the card of that person and let them change your oil, and you'll be absolutely safe. And Tina, this uh, this service that that uh, you know you might say that it's rather you, you know minor and it's uh, a maintenance. But I'll tell you what, if you don't do your homework and uh, uh, write down all those questions that should be asked, uh, whether you know you have an experienced mechanic or not, uh, letting them know that you are informed, you know about the uh, the oil change, the, the the lug nuts, the drain cap, because uh, y- you know it's not the Deliberate, but carelessness, it happens. People get distracted. I should say mechanics get uh, distracted in uh, tech. So uh, 
Uh, thanks for bringing that uh, to again to the forefront. That's a, a very important issue. Do your homework on a mechanic and make sure you're dealing with someone who is experienced uh, because any one of those topics that we just talked about certainly can be detrimental to your engine and to you on the highway. Okay. Thank you very well, much, I'm Shana. Glad I was, I'm glad I was able to bring it up there. Yeah. And one more thing before I go. The weather is beautiful. People are out on their motorcycles. Everybody, please watch out oh, for boy. motorcycles. Make yeah. sure that you have your side view mirrors and your rear view mirrors adjusted properly and check your blind spots. That's right. You might save a life. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, very Thank much, you for keeping us informed. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I think yeah. from the looks of uh, Stu, I think he's running out of ink. Huh. He has so many texts. My uh, bag has about 30 pen, gel pens in there, so I will never run out of ink. <laughs> but I was just thinking about Tina's question. It, it is really, it would make an interesting study. How does, I mean, we, we know that there's a lot of inexperienced techs that maybe have just done, it might be the first week on the job and they forget to tighten the, uh, the cap or the, the drain, or drain plug, but for a technician who, who's done this literally tens of thousands of times over a, a career, what causes somebody who does a routine that you would think would be as, as basic as brushing your teeth to forget? And we know that there's, there are distractions, but it's interesting, especially an experienced tech ought to know how crucial it is. I mean, what an expensive and even like life-threatening mistake a, uh, a simple mistake forgetting to do a simple routine thing can, can have. Yep. Ab- absolutely, Stu. <laughs> absolutely. All right, we're gonna start with a tech question here. And the question says, I have a 2006 Forerunner and the low pressure, low pressure tire pressure light is blinking. Can this be fixed without removing all the tires? I looked it up, and it looks like the batteries are dead in the sensors. Well, I, I can answer that question for you. Um, you're probably right. Um, it is one of the battery sensors. Uh, ba- batteries for the sensors has died. But the good news is you do not have to remove all of your tires. Uh, the scan tech tool will tell you which tire it is where the battery is dead and the battery levels of the remaining ones. So it can be done with only um, taking apart one tire to replace the sensor. And in full disclosure, I didn't know that myself. I texted Bobby Galarza. So thanks, oh. Bobby. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. yeah. That's where the system's working. I just thought, I thought you know, I was getting ready to fire Rick. I thought we didn't need him anymore. You're going to put me in the shop? Yeah. I can, I can Google and I can text, but I can't fix cars, I don't think. Um, yeah, we actually we have quite a few. Let's start with the, um, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a chance with another tech question, a okay. non-Toyota. Yeah. Um, I recently bought a 2010 Hyundai Elantra. I think I have a transmission problem. When I come to a quick stop, the transmission bangs when it's going in the first. When accelerating fast, the uh, transmission slips between first and second. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. If, if that sounds like a tra- transmission problem, and I Googled it for you, and in the 2010 Hyundai Elantra, um, there are numerous complaints about transmission slipping problems. Unfortunately, you are out of warranty in a tw- uh, 2010 um, Hyundai Elantra. Um, and it is an expensive repair. It's about $1,600 to get fixed. Wow. I'll tell you where, can you, you, where can you go for all this free information? Did you hear Stu just now? He covered it all. Hmm? What the, where did you find that particular information? Uh, that actually came up. Uh, Google uh, is um, getting really good at finding the relevant information mm-hmm. and 
feeding it to you up at the top of the search page before mm-hmm. you even go to a website. Mm-hmm. So there was a little box that appeared that had kind of cold information from various sites, mm-hmm. and there were just a ton of um, reports online from mm-hmm. various forums about um, the Hyundai Elantra problem. So. so you don't even have to find the chat room or anything like that. You just go to Google and make your Google entry um, relevant. Make it uh, yeah. Try to talk in normal English just the way you would ask the question. And if you keep it short and succinct, it's amazing how fast yeah. Google can find it. It's getting better and better. Yeah. Um, I remember back in the day when you had to, you had to put special characters and quotations yeah. and yeah. there was like a technique to search. I just all I said was 2010 Hyundai Elantra transmission, yeah. and boom, all the information. I just had a horrible <laughs> thought. Now it's magic. I just had a horrible thought. We don't need that. It. We're being replaced by Google, <laughs> and what we can have it, it would be Google on cars yeah. instead of Earl on cars. Exactly, we get the the voice recognition. And I'm obsolete, and exactly. I don't even I don't even realize it. Well, this is probably the first sting of that realization that you got. But the rea- yeah. reality is. With, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna sound yeah. like. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm gonna sound like Rick. But the whole world's gonna be automated, and even uh, careers and professions that you think cannot be automated, yeah. they will be. Doctors, lawyers, doctors for sure. Yeah. All right, okay. let's go on. Um, excuse me, my comment, Mr. Car Dealer, mm-hmm. Mr. Recovering Car Dealer, mm-hmm. you can't be replaced. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is on Facebook. This is from Carl Jr., which I, th- I thought was a restaurant, but. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, I have a 2018 Chrysler 300 with Firestone Firehawk GTR tires on it. I have 20,000 miles on the car, and the tires have very low tread. I asked the dealer about it, and he said he would do a tread test and would see what he could do. Then I stopped at a Firestone store and got an answer. I thought it was pretty rude. The associate said that they put low-grade tires on basic cars today. I said my car is far from a basic car. It's a $36,000 car. This doesn't seem fair. Please give me a review on this. Thanks, Carl Jr. Well, the answer is tread wear index. And uh, you look on your tire, and you'll see a number probably around 300, uh, whereas you could have one with 500 or 600. The tread wear index uh, measures the softness, hardness ratio on your tire. The harder the rubber, the longer the uh, mileage you get on the, on the tires. The newer cars, uh, new cars, as a matter of fact, typically have a lower tread wear index. They don't like to put the, the harder rubber tires on a new car. Uh, my theory is when you buy a new car and you road test it, you want a smooth ride. The softer rubber will give you a smoother ride. Also gives you fewer miles per set of tires. Uh, I don't mind a little stiffer ride. And if I were trying to uh, maximize my mileage, I'd probably choose a high treadwear index, maybe 600. And with a treadwear index of 600, that's stamped on your tire, by the way. You can read it right there. Um, TWI, so it's TWI and then a three-digit number. And uh, you can get 60,000 miles to a set of tires with a 600 treadwear index. So that's my answer. Yeah, and the guy at Firestone, he might have delivered it rudely, but in, in yeah. a sense, he was telling you the truth. Yeah. He probably, it's not cheap cars that do it. It's all new yeah. manufacturer cars. Yeah, when you have, if you bought your car new and you're going to buy your next set of tires, ask the question, what treadwear index do you want to put on my tire, on my car? You don't, you don't want the same tires that you had before. As a matter of fact, Technically, you can't even buy the same set of tires because every manufacturer has their tires built. Firestone built the tires for the car uh, this person bought, and they put them on the cars they manufacture. You cannot buy them in the store. That's right. Okay, we're going to go to youranonymousfeedback.com. We have three that came in this morning. 
Uh, first one says, I haven't heard you talk about it yet, but rumbleon.com. It's an app, and it also has an app, and it's selling tons of cars and trucks with airbag recalls with no fixes. I found Ooh. 20 during a 15-minute search. Wow. And I personally thank you for that because wow. um, it's, it's, it's tough finding these cars. We do these massive searches every week trying to find them, yeah. and uh, having a new resource uh, will make things easier. And what is that again, Stu? It is Rum- rumbleon.com. It sounds like a... Well, it sounds like maybe R-U-M-B-L-E a on yeah. O-N.com. Yeah. You know, let me comment on that, too. Uh, yeah, as, as I say often on the show, in full transparency, I am a current car dealer, and um, I uh, do the show as a consumer advocacy, but I have to admit that I do have a car dealership, and we try not to uh, pretend like we're, we're not an infomercial thing. We're, we're the real deal to help you. But it's been it's been good to help. It helps you and helps me being a real car dealer because I'm on top of what's going on today in the retail car business. Uh, with that said, last Wednesday in a management meeting, we were talking at my dealership about how we could increase our profitability in our service department. And one of our sources of profit in our service department are what we call campaigns on recalls. We do recall. We fix uh recalls on Toyotas, and when we fix the recall, Toyota pays us, and we get to put that money in the bank. It helps our profitability. So we we want to know why our profitability in under warranty, which is where this profit goes, uh, was down, and the answer was we're not doing as much warranty work because we're not getting as many recalls in. And the question and the conversation went this way, why can't we get more Toyotas in that have recalls that need to be fixed, safety recalls? And the answer was because we don't know where the drivers are. We know who the driver was when he bought the car because we've got the VIN number. But if they traded that car once or twice or three times, that car could be in a different state uh, by a different owner, and we can't locate them. And then the, somebody said, it was me, actually. Well, why can't we find them? Because they have to buy a license plate and a registration every year or two years uh, for their car, no matter what state they're in. So you should be able to match the VIN with the, uh, with the current owner. And then you contact the current owner and say, you've got a dangerous recall that needs to be fixed. And I said, why can't we get these numbers from Toyota? And, well, Toyota doesn't have those numbers. Uh, Honda doesn't have them. Uh, General Motors doesn't have them. So we have a system here now where we have only one out of four cars with a recall being fixed. 75% of the cars with recalls on the road, millions and millions of cars are on the road, have not had the recall fixed. And we can't find the people because the manufacturers won't go through the due diligence and the trouble to find where they are. There are state laws, now, you know, with some, you know, deference to the manufacturers, there are state law privacy laws that prevent uh, people from putting together the name of the owner with the, uh, with the event number. So if, you're, if you bought a car and it was used car, you're, the state knows your name and they know the VIN, but they won't sell that to Toyota or Honda. Yeah. 
Well, that makes make, it difficult. Yeah, they make it easy for you to find your own customers, but that's not the, that's the problem. Yeah. It's everybody else yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's an app. That, I don't know if you just mentioned it because I was Googling something. Um, there's an app. You can go out one, one car at a time and scan a license plate, and it pings the DMV, and then it runs the VIN number for you. It's just a little bot. I mean, it's a little computer program. Um, and, you, and a dealer can do that at his dealership. As a matter of fact, they sell uh, scanning uh, tools that will scan every car that comes onto your lot yeah. and do that with the license plate. But... You can't go. You can't go out there on the highway and do that. You can't go into a parking lot yeah. in, 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 in the world. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let me mention the telephone number again before we get back to Stu, who has a lot of text. That's eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget, ladies. I mentioned when we opened the show that you should give us a call. First two new lady callers, you can win yourself fifty dollars this morning, and also take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to Stu. Yeah, we'll continue with the anonymous feedback. Um, hi, I know you've mentioned accessories like pinstripes and mud guards. They're usually overpriced by car dealerships. If a customer requests to add those items. Do you sell them at a lower price or the same as the other dealerships? And um, I can take it. Take it. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't mark them up. Um, and like, uh, this is not an infomercial, so I'll make it really quick. No, we don't do that. To give an example, a pinstripe would cost you about thirty bucks. Mud guards you know, on four tires about one hundred and fifty bucks. So it's not thousands of dollars, and we don't do that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with selling accessories at a car dealership. Uh, the pre-installation of the accessory and the obscene markups of a thousand or two thousand percent is what is wrong, and hiding the uh, fact from the advertised price of the car. So suddenly, you know, when the buy a car at the advertised price, and you find out it's got a thousand dollars worth of dealer installed accessories on the car, that's what's wrong. You should always try to buy an accessory you want, shop, get the best price you know, from the dealer or from an independent. Yeah, I mean it's really easy to go to just petpoise.com and yeah. just that, that puts you in the ballpark of what the what the market price is. Yeah. Because they're priced competitively, and just uh, and and also if you if or you're Amazon in, or Amazon exactly, yeah. um, but then you got to worry about you know labor installation. But if a car dealer, just let them know uh, you beat them up a little bit, and that kind of is a good segue of negotiating into the next your anonymous feedback that came in. Um, says hello there. Uh, for decades, the dealers have trained consumers to haggle and, ne- and negotiate. You can't expect this deep-seated mindset to fight for the best deal to be undone overnight. You can't reasonably expect for someone new to your dealership to believe the salesperson when he's told that Earl Stewart is a one-price dealership. The knee-jerk reaction is that this is just another dealer lie. I know Stu's comment two or three weeks ago, whether it was said jokingly or in sincerity, to raise the price for a negotiating, uh, for a negotiating customer was short-sighted <laughs> again. Uh, that consumer would be subjected to the dealer's little game and would not have a better experience than anywhere else. Thanks, Andy. Well, I'm really offended, Andy, because I thought my jokes were obviously jokes. You know, I, I thought I had a good sense of humor. And that was my joke. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. We, we sound similar sometimes. And by the way, by the, way uh, the idea of car dealers advertising one price and not really being one price because they slipped the hidden fees in on you, we have an example of that in today's Mystery Shopping Report. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't believe people from being skeptical. Yeah. Uh, people come into our dealership, and we happen to have, we put our lowest price on every car, and people are skeptical, and sometimes they get angry, and, and they want to haggle. Uh, because they think it's a game, and the reason they think it's a game is because a lot of dealers out there, like this dealer we mystery shopped uh, yesterday, uh, they lie, and they say, we're one price. 
and uh, and when you come in there, uh, they're not one price because they have hidden fees that they add to the advertised price. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease Andy a little bit. You know, this is anonymous feedback. Don't put your name in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but only, but you know, Earl's right. And actually, Andy, you're a thousand percent correct. Um, that's what we do train that at, at the dealership is when a customer comes in, we know the, 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 we're lumped in with every car dealer because that's what we are. Sure. And um, people have been beaten like dogs for, for 100 years. And we expect we're going to come around here and say, hey, we're really nice. Believe us. Uh, we don't expect people to believe us. And, and we and we and so our so our salespeople don't have their feelings hurt day after day. We let them know to expect people to be have their guard up. And yeah. that's and then hopefully, you know, then it changes. But it's shocking, you know, to find <laughs> that uh, what you said is uh, you know very true and uh, it's going to take a while for the consumers uh, for that to sink in yeah the world's changing Uh, yeah yeah. that we're changing every you know the culture is changing and we want to build a better reputation for the auto industry yeah there's no calls i I got plenty of text we're sliding into an infomercial folks all right let's 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 move on <clears throat> Thank you for the service you provide. Uh, this is a text, by the way. I'm getting divorced, and I have leased two cars. How do I switch the lease of one of the cars to her name or other money-saving way to handle it? Um, a 36-month lease, which I'm six months into. Well, uh, you have to go to the leasing company, and you have to get their permission because that's their collateral. And if, if they have you and your soon-to-be ex-husband on the contract, then uh, it's going to have to be... a uh, an agreement between you and your husband and the leasing company can't be unilateral. Yeah, um, there is a uh, you know secondary way you can do it. There's a thing called swap a lease, um, which is not officially sanctioned by the leasing companies, but it's used pretty commonly. Um, it's like a sublet. Um, technically, you're not supposed to do it, but in a pinch, I guess you could if the leasing company uh, uh, didn't cooperate. Okay. This is from Andreas. Uh, this is one of our longtime Facebook fans and a member mm-hmm. of the Sunrise Club. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted a picture of a barge dredging sand from beneath uh, the waves. Yes. His Earl's Treasure Ship Facebook comment made me think of this. Mm-hmm. So he looked, he, he, from Wikipedia, dredging is a form of excavation carried out underwater or partially underwater in shallow waters or ocean waters. It keeps waterways and ports navigable and assists coastal protection, land reclamation, and coastal redevelopment by gathering up bottom sediments mm-hmm. and transporting it elsewhere. Might it be possible to attach a sieve to this dredger and use it in an alternate fashion? Hmm. Search the depths of the ocean for dealerships' honesty and integrity. Hmm. <laughs> that was elaborate. But you know what? You know, yeah, somebody needs to I'm figure gonna hold that up out. Our, I'm going to hold up our camera. That's the treasure ship uh, that Andreas was talking about. <laughs> and it was just off the Jupiter Inlet. And it's a giant, giant ship. And they're dredging, I think, for Spanish doubloons. Are they really? Doubloons. Yeah. And they, they're sifting, sifting the sand. And there's probably a galleon down, the Spanish galleon down uh, there. And the, so cool to watch them. Ah, it's been a source of entertainment. They've been uh, a north, south. They've been all over the place. And what's amazing is the ship is so large and it moves so fast. What gives them the right to get that? You know, if you waited a few more years, that might wash, wash up on, on the beach behind your house. It might be, but they're going to pay huh? Florida half. Florida gets half. Really? Them, yeah, yeah. Huh. We're digressing. Okay, sorry. Uh, Johnny in Riviera Beach, Texas. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. John has... Uh, Joined us? <laughs> John's calling us hey. from Palm City. Good morning, John. Hello, John. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, 
Good morning to everyone. Happy holidays. Happy Same holidays. Same On my mind, because I heard of a stolen car, so stolen cars are on my mind. <clears throat> According to ins- ins- Insurance Info Institute, in 2018, 750,000 cars were stolen. Wow. According to their list, the number one car that's stolen is a Dodge Charger. Really? With the Hemi in it, naturally. Two was a Dodge Challenger. Three is Infiniti Q50. Another four is Infiniti QX80. Five is a GMC Sierra Crew Cab mm-hmm. 1500, and etc. etc. And six is a Nissan Maxima, and it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. The least stolen is a BMW 3 Series. Three series, yeah, who wants a that? Tesla S four wheel <laughs> drive, and a Buick Encore. Mm-hmm. Also, for some reason, the Volkswagen Beetle is not on there neither. But my point is, um, especially when we had the hot weather, you go into a parking lot, and somebody that doesn't want to get uh, shut the engine off because they don't want to go into a cool car, mm-hmm. they stupidly leave the car running with yeah. the doors locked. Yeah, a very easy car to steal. Sure. Another one, you see in some areas, people park it either they do it for the day or they're commuting and they leave the car with a sun visor, you know, across the front dash. Mm -hmm. That's an indication to somebody that that car is not going to be moved so soon. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a little time, you know, to uh, enter the car. But it's a serious problem, probably on an increase because cars are so expensive and also relatively easy, especially we had during the storm, the hurricane in the uh, Caribbean islands, uh, they can ship them out fairly easy mm-hmm. without any hassle to get it out of Florida. So mm-hmm. I just, it's a warning, especially for people that own these particular cars to be on the lookout and um, put a, any type of Additional, if they're in an area that's not so great, yeah. the car's parked outside, additional anti-theft devices. Yeah, you know, we got a, uh, the cops will tell you, ask any cop, that uh, three out of four cars that are stolen is some nut that left his keys in the car. And uh, it, it's all, you know, you don't have to be a genius today if you're a car thief and defeat the, the uh, you know, burglar's alarm systems or the theft uh, deterrent systems. All you have to do is, is find somebody that's not real smart and follow them around. You leave his keys in the car, you hop in the car, and he drives off. I, I know people that do that. I mean, I know people right now, I won't mention any names, I don't want to embarrass anybody, that leave their keys in their car. And, uh, uh, I live in a community that is very safe. Uh, we haven't had uh, much theft at all. The last uh, car that was stolen, uh, I asked the cops, uh, what happened? Oh, uh, they left their keys and their Mercedes in the driveway. And I have no sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the biggest violation of that, you'll see at a gas station. They'll go inside for yeah. beverage or something, yeah. and they'll leave the car open. <laughs> and most likely, yeah. many a times, the key's right in the car. Yeah, there's so no. So it couldn't be easier for somebody just to run in quick, and they're gone. No cure for stupidity. Technology can't no. help you. None. Just, but hey. unfortunately, I don't want to bring up the top with the holidays, but this is reality. That's a lot of cars yeah. for 2018 that was stolen, 750000 Wow, that is a lot. Hmm. 
Interesting. All right, I'm looking forward to the Topping Report. Oh, thank you so much, John. It's a good one. You'll love it, John. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Speaking of the Mystery Shopping Report, uh, we are going to be, uh, we shopped uh, H. Greg in West Palm Beach uh, this week, and uh, it's a... as I say, a doozy. So, uh, and also let me mention uh, Earl's column. Uh, We got a lot of responses from that column. It's a very interesting one, how to get the lowest price on any new Toyota, any Toyota dealer. So you wanna read that at uh, Earl on Cars. And I would like to retract my comment. I don't want to be mean. It's it's really easy to leave your car running now with the push button thing. It's it's I do it occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's possible yeah, I could it, have my car stolen it, from it, me. Uh, I can I can agree with you. I've yeah. done the same thing. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's actually we've talked about it on the show a lot too. I mean especially the car in the garage and carbon monoxide. Well, I, I know yeah. people who do it on purpose. And uh, just very yeah, well, that's yeah, no sympathy sure. for that. Well, yeah. the people I know that have done it on purpose are hoping that the car gets stolen. Ah. I don't know whether anyone knows. Why well, are you side glancing, Earl? Are you trying to get your car stolen? <laughs> You're looking for ins- some insurance fraud to dabble in? Okay. All right, this is from Johnny in Riviera Beach. Um, I think you'll like this one. Uh, did you hear what happened to a Rego Dodge Chrysler Jeep Monday morning? A ransomware attack. A uh, hacker took control of all the dealership's computer systems and demanded an X amount of dollars to turn them back on. Rather than give in to the hackers, Jim Arrigo, president and owner of the dealership, decided to write a check for $285,000 to buy 200 new computers and start all over again. Even though for three days no cars could be serviced or sold, Jim still paid his employees their full salaries. Jim said he would not let those hackers Grinch, those hackers Grinch steal the spirit of the holidays from him, his family, or his employees. Uh, this is some scary stuff. The city of Riviera Beach gave in to, gave in to computer hackers and paid them $600,000 in bitcoins before the computer system was freed. Uh, this These days, uh, more money is being stolen with a keyboard and the click of a mouse than anyone walking into a bank and robbing it. I, I hope this texture is listening because I have the rest of the story and the true story. The true story You're not is... You're telling what I told you, are you? <laughs> huh? I said I was the one who hacked him. <laughs> no, no. The true story is that uh, Rego Dodge and my dealership uh, happened to use the same IT company. And about six months ago, uh, the IT company went to Rego, Jim Arrigo, and said that you realize your computer system is ancient and you have uh, a lot of uh, computers there that can easily be hacked and we should update your servers and modernize so that you cannot be hacked and held for ransom. And Jim Arrigo says, uh, I ain't gonna spend that kind of money. So it was our computer company that hacked them. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they got hacked and uh, yes, I did hear about it. In fact, a Facebook friend, uh, Elizabeth, sent me that information in the video clip, Channel 25, Jim Arrigo, bragging about how the fact that he wasn't going to succumb to a, ha- a hacker and pay the ransom. But he probably ended up paying more to uh, save his computer system than he would have paid the hacker. But anyway, uh, uh, when I saw that, I got nervous, and uh, I called our IT company, and that's how I got the story about what really happened to Jim Arrigo. Well, it's kind of funny, because we do have a proposal to upgrade our security in my email I have to review. Yeah, and I told <laughs> that's because I told the IT company uh, that we to, to do it ASAP. Okay. But we have we have modern servers. Uh, Jim Real uh, servers were like eight, nine years old. Yeah, he probably had tape backups. Yeah. And, he had some old old stuff what, there. What a crazy world. We're pretty cutting edge. Yeah. Okay. 
Another text. Another fun one. Don't you think that you may be asking your fans to overthink the whole car buying process? Isn't life complicated enough? If anyone really followed all of your advice, it would take months to buy a car and cause you to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Cars are fun. Go through the internet sales department and don't overthink. You got one part right. Go through the internet department. Well, yeah. not even, not, not, not necessarily. Yeah, I sometimes think I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, flooding the, uh, the listeners and the, and the viewers with too much. And I... Um, and, and of course, some people out there just want to have the fun of buying a car. If you got, if you have enough money, and a lot of people—not a lot of people—but some people have enough money where they can go into a car dealership and they can uh, not haggle or hassle or haggle if you want to, write a check, drive the car home, and don't worry about it. And so, if if, if there are a lot of people that don't care if the car dealer made an extra five or ten thousand dollars on them, because five or ten thousand dollars to some people is chump change. Uh, I guess I'm, my advice is to the people that can't afford to do that. Some people that buy way more car than they can afford pay way too high a price. And I just try to, maybe uh, maybe I overdo it. Now listen, here, here, here's what I think. When we speak, uh, when we give advice, we're, we're talking about everything. There are so many facets to the car buying process. Um, yeah, and it is a lot, but not everybody has a trade. Not everybody's trying to get finance. Not everybody's trying to figure out a lease. Mm -hmm. You take what you need from the advice for what, you know, for the particular situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. So good advice, get multiple bids from dealers through email or a car buying service. That's good advice. The rest of it, you might not need to think about until sure. you have to come back and get the car service. Yeah. So right. it is a lot. It, yeah, so, but take you know, what you need. You so, know. Sometimes, sometimes it is a lot, you know, but it's uh, well worth it in the end. And uh, first and foremost, knowing what you need and what you can afford. And uh, that really just sets everything up and the rest comes very easy. And buying a car is a lot more complicated than it should be. And car dealers are a lot more dishonest than they should be. I mean, when I hear myself say that, I think, you know, I guess some people out there saying, I can't believe that most car dealers are not dealing honestly with you folks. That's a true statement. I mean, most of them aren't. Some of them are. But I'll be kind. Over half of the car dealers that you buy and deal with are being dishonest and, and trying to take advantage of you. We prove that week after week after week on this show. They will tell you that this is the price, and then they will add hidden fees, and then they will add uh, dealer install accessories. Uh, they'll lie about interest rates and leasing terms and conditions, and we see it happen. So, I guess it is a flood of information. I'm I'm doing a, a 180 now. I'm I'm justifying the amount of knowledge that I try to get across to the consumers out there buying cars is necessary because of how complicated. And the dealers are professionals. It is a, it's their card game. It's their game. They know the rules. They make the rules. And you go into their card game to play when you buy a car. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, uh, folks, uh, uh, truly, we're not here to be part of the problem. We are here part to be solution. part of the solution. And uh, in this complicated world today, uh, there's a lot of people that, who, that need this information. Um, one other thing I want to address with the uh, that text or, or the anonymous feedback uh, is the, the internet department. It is a good rule of thumb, but you're not protected in when you go through an internet department. It's still staffed by salespeople. It still follows the policies of the dealer. Um, it's a good start, 
and typically it's better than going into walking Absolutely. in the front door. Yeah. Good point. But it, the same games are still played. We see it week after week when we mystery shop. Um, just the very fact of the the dealer fee issue. You know, you can get a price quoted to you. Most likely, you're not going to get a. They're going to put the hidden fees in there for you yeah, until Treasure you get to Coast the Toyota is a good example. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, it's okay advice, but it's not perfect advice because uh, you are not safe. Okay. Uh, Nancy's got a text. I do. Thanks, Stu. Uh, I have a text from Ginger uh, speaking of purchasing a vehicle, and she wants to know when the best time of the year is to purchase a vehicle. And uh, before I hand this over to uh, Earl, I'll tell you that, you know, uh, today, right now in December, I think it's a great time. And uh, also, uh, you know, we're all thinking about that special gift uh, for the family. And uh, uh, during this time, there's a a lot of uh, special incentives. And guess what? Uh, These dealers want to get rid of uh, this inventory that they're left with. Now, I'll I'll, uh, let the uh, recovering car dealer finish that up. That's one of the most commonly asked questions, and the answer is the end of the month is a good time to buy a car. The end of the year is a good time to buy a car. The reason for that is that the incentives and the uh, bonuses, uh, paid salespeople, paid dealers, uh, there's an intense competition between dealers and between manufacturers, and the dealer's world and the manufacturer's world operates on a 30-day cycle. So at the end of the month, there are often many reasons that the dealer will give you a better price than in the middle or the beginning of the month. The caveat is do your shopping and your, and your homework and your consumer reports study and get your competitive pricing before the end of the month and save off uh, the final decision until the end of the month. Uh, this is December, and of course, December 31st, January 1st, January 2nd is pure pandemonium in the car industry. The manufacturers, it's important for their stock price, for the CEO of General Motors and the CEO of Honda, for their bonus money, and the car dealers' bonus money, the salespeople's bonus money. There's a crescendo at the end of the year. So do your homework before the end of the year and get some competitive bids. Take your best price, put it in your pocket, and wait until December 31st or January 1st or January 2nd, and uh, that's when they close. They close the books typically to, what, three or four days after the end of uh, the year? Yeah, depending on if it falls on a weekend. Uh, yeah. This year, uh, well, yeah, th- this time it's January 6th for Toyota. Yeah, so uh, second or third or fourth of January, December 31st, you will get yourself a better deal yeah. uh, than you would at right now yeah the dealers are really trying to get rid of this unsold inventory and um, i'll tell you what i love negotiating and what a time of the year to do just that uh give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us and remember ladies you can win yourself fifty dollars first two new lady callers um as earl sometimes says i'm begging you Give us a call, $50. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, we do have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up. And that's uh, from H. Greg in West Palm Beach. Uh, I see that we have a caller. And uh, that, that caller is uh, Richard. And he's calling from Jupiter. Good morning, Richard. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, just wanted to comment, uh, listening to your comments on buying cars and people discussing how difficult it is or how 
it's not a difficult. <laughs> I just wanted to relate uh, my current experience. I am 82 years old, so I bought a lot of cars, mm-hmm. all kinds, sports cars and everything else. But my recent recent car purchase was a Tesla. Mm-hmm. I wanted to relate that it's an outstanding experience. Yeah, I mean, there's no haggles, no nothing, and you might want to mystery shop them. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, we have mystery oh, shopped them. Yeah, and uh, and you're absolutely right, Richard. It's it's probably the best car buying experience uh, we had, and uh, it, everybody I talk to, uh, if you want a Tesla, if you want to buy one, uh, the the system uh, the process couldn't be couldn't be better. Uh, they, they're one price. Uh, you order your car. Uh, there's total courtesy and and uh, consideration. They try to sell you a higher price car, uh, but that's just salesmanship. And they try to sell you accessories, but that's just salesmanship. There's no hidden fees. I'm not sure if there's a hidden fee or not, Stu. I think there was a processing or a dock fee. There yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. it was small, though. I think it was yeah. just a, um, it was a, a facility fee. fee. Yeah. I, and mine, I, I recall that online. Yeah. yeah. But you don't even really have to go into a dealer. No, you don't. You down to your internet. And yeah. Exactly. iPad and order one. Exactly. Yeah. Richard, what uh, model are you driving? Uh, model S. The yes, as in Sam. I've had a year and uh, put thirteen thousand miles on it. Zero problem. It's a wonderful car. Yeah, it is. No, it's a uh, that that uh, Tesla model has the dealers very concerned, and they're very nervous about Tesla uh, getting active and uh, more dealerships. But they're more afraid of the tes- Tesla model being copied, and um, the dealership's very existence. Uh, relies on the you know the the way they sell cars, which is flim flam. I can understand that. I've, yeah. I've dealt with dealerships all my life. Yeah, like, on a lot of cars, and uh, they, they ought to be running scared. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> Some states, uh, Texas, like they won't allow Tesla in because of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so they're they're really Elon Musk and Tesla really get some nervous, and uh, hopefully one day. Uh, uh, they will have a positive influence on the on the rest of the dealers. No reason all dealers shouldn't be honest and transparent, just like Tesla. Well, my my limited experience with service, which has been almost zero, but no problem, just going for a couple of checkups. Yeah, yeah electric uh, cars. Yeah, they handle the service great too, but I think they're going to get overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, with the very more, true. More cars than they can handle. Well, Richard, thank you. That's very accurate. And if you want a Tesla, uh, we can promise the audience you'll get a honest, pleasant buying experience. I agree. I just want to comment on it. Oh, thank, thank you, you Richard. I love your program. So, Get- uh, I listen every week. Uh, thank I you very much. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank All you. Right. Uh, you know, I, I have to mention this. I just recently read an article about uh, insuring the Tesla and the Cybertruck. And uh, it was an amazing article. And uh, go to uh, the Internet and Google that. Uh, the, the prices... Uh, they compared it to uh, the uh, Ford and some other vehicles. It's amazing what it costs to insure this car. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Okay. We have an anonymous, your, your anonymous feedback that we missed last week, and I'm going to read it. It's a little bit, actually, I'm, I apologize. It was from the week before that, so mm. this one really slipped through the cracks. But it's relevant now because uh, last week we mystery shopped Toyota of Hollywood, and this is about Toyota of Hollywood. Oh. You might have seen this. 
little bit long, but I'll, I'll, I'll read quickly and clearly. Good morning, Earl. I would like to give a shout out uh, for a good salesperson at Toyota of Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, with a caveat. First, the caveat. Toyota of Hollywood is a circus filled rancid pool of scammer salespeople. I can say this from previous car buying experience from them. But if you do the research and have your numbers ahead of time, have a pre-approval from your own credit union and seek out my salesperson, Richard Kelly, you have a better than average chance not to get scalped. Mm. I did my research, as you said, I added all the tax, tag, and title costs I would be willing to pay, and then I deducted what their dealer fee was, $900 approximately. Mm. It's a little bit more than that. Uh, And that's the number I gave to Richard Kelly, my salesperson. I told him, this is what I'll pay, write it up however you want. He tried to bump me with an extra 400 for the tag, and I told him, I know what transfer, tags cost, what transfer tag costs are, and you can make a little money off it. But if you think I'm going to pay an extra 400 then I'll just get an annual Broward County bus pass. <laughs> um, he asked, where did you get that number from, um, the amount I was willing to pay? And I said, Earl Stewart told me to research it, and I did. <laughs> he went to the manager, and I got up and meandered around the dealership. He was waiting for me when I meandered back to the desk. Nice, nice trick. Nice to touch. I like that. Uh, when I meandered back to the desk, he went to pull out a worksheet and I said, don't bother. Just get a signed purchase order or I have to go to Earl Stewart Toyota. He grinned <laughs> and went back to the sales manager and came back with a signed buyer's order. I had to go to the finance office and that's a whole other experience. I didn't finance through the dealership and the finance manager was making shady comments to me, but it was still a lot less stressful than trying to avoid the slick shafting that the finance manager would have liked to give me. In the end, I didn't care about the shady finance guy because I got the car I liked at the price I liked. Shout out to Richard Kelly for not being a big D bag like so many others in the dealership. Interesting. Thank you, Anonymous. Yeah. And that's the, you know, you, you prove the, the point, you, you go in prepared. You go in there, you, you do your research, you know what you're willing to pay, and leave. Did, did, you know. yeah. Do you think he read my, my blog, I, How to Get the Lowest Price? I, 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 I think so. Well, if you're anonymous, if you're listening, uh, if you want to give us a follow-up, that would be that would be really nice. And thanks for the heads up about meandering. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that is, that's a good way oh, yeah. to uh, get their attention. Well, because, you know, typically it's like, it's kind of like, it, like a, a was it uh, car chases dog or, or a man bites dog? You know, it's usually it's the other way around. You, uh, our mystery shoppers, we will sit there and wait sometimes for yeah. thirty minutes. Here, you know? I'm going I'm, I'm to hold up a copy of of the blog. Uh, is that coming across? Yeah, how to get the lowest price on any Toyota from any dealer, and this is starting to sound a little like a uh, infomercial. Uh, it, it, this is not because we have listeners all over the world, and we have listeners. You know, this uh, listener was in Hollywood, Florida. That's a long drive to my dealership. We have listeners in uh, Canada and California. Uh, if you are in a, uh, if you want to buy a Toyota and you're uh, anywhere in the United States, uh, read this. Uh, what, we, what we do, simply, this blog is uh, EarlOnCars.com. Uh, you can go to EarlOnCars.com or Florida Weekly or Hometown News. I think, it, I think it's in uh, Hometown News. Uh, last week, and uh, but EarlOnCars.com, we uh, tell you to go to our website where we post all of our prices on all of our cars, and we you can actually get the tax and tag included in that, and that's our that's a very good price. Might be a better price somewhere else. Uh, some Toyota dealers will sell cars for less than we do. Uh, mostly they don't. Mostly they sell for more than we do, but. Uh, if you negotiate well, you can get a really good price at any dealer. Uh, take our price as a starting point. That's our lowest price. 
and then we can you can actually do it out the door, including tax and tag, or you can do it without the tax and tag. You might be in a different state where the sales tax is different and the tag is different. So go to earlstewarttoyota.com and pick out the Toyota you want to buy and go to your dealer, the one closest to you, just like this gentleman did in Hollywood, and say, here's the price I'll pay. If you sell it to me, to me at this price, I'll buy it. Or you might even try to get it for less. You know, why not start out trying to get it for less? He might sell it to you for $100, $500 less. In worst case scenario, if you get the price I'm posting, that's a good price. I can promise you it's a good low price. Yeah, and uh, folks, go to Earl and Cars and read that uh, column, How to Get the Lowest Price on Any Toyota uh, from Any Toyota Dealer. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take Terry's call right now. He's calling from California. Thank you for your patience, Terry. It's been, it's been a while since we heard from you. Hi. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you guys? Welcome. Good. I wanted to, yeah, thank you. I did, you know, I found you guys on YouTube and I really appreciate your show. Uh, I took copious notes on all kinds of different things. I, I feel like a more educated buyer now for getting a car. Great. Uh, but I, I went to a Toyota dealer and I looked at the uh, Moroni label, which I never knew existed. I didn't know the name, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the sticker. But on the very top of the Moroni label, it says MSRP, the price. And then underneath that, it says optional uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. And it listed some floor mats and different things. And then on the bottom, it said, delivery and processing and handling fee, you know, $955. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom it says total. Does that total mean, because it, it's a different MSRP price from the top to the bottom, and I'm wondering is that, which is the actual MSRP price? Is it the one on the top or the one on the bottom after they add all the stuff? Well, Terry, if this is if this is the legitimate Monroni label, and sometimes it can get confusing because the car dealers will take a label uh, and they will copy the color, the font, uh, the type style, and everything uh, to uh, counterfeit uh, and become as if it were part of the Monroni label. So you you have to look at it sometimes real hard to be sure that it's not a separate label that's pasted alongside. But if it is a Monroni label, the MSRP is given of the base car, and then they, they add the options uh, and freight and other items to come up with a grand total. So the grand total should be on the Monroni Monroni label, the legitimate manufacturer's suggested retail price. Uh, the, the, the danger is the dealers slip in another label and they start putting on their dealer installed accessories and they make it look like it's part of the Monroni sticker and not being there with you. If you could take a picture of that and text it to me, uh, I'd be glad to give you a, an exact comment. But uh, from your description, it probably is part of the Monroni label. Stu, would you agree? I do agree. Yeah. Because I work yeah, for you. It seems like <laughs> it is. I looked, at, I looked at several cars, mm-hmm. and they all had the same label on there. At different dealerships? Said, but, uh, 
you know, I just want to know. Yeah, it, it, it should be, Terry. It should be, and that's and that gives you your apples and apples comparison. And when you're shopping to buy that car, you pick the one you want. You get the bottom line on the Monroney label, the MSRP, and the discount you get off that MSRP because. Who's going to pay MSRP? You don't pay that much. You should get a significant discount. And by having the same car with the same MSRP at three different dealerships, you go with the dealer that will give you the maximum discount from that number. But is the delivery and freight and all that, is that because I that's, said on your show that's something we don't pay? Yeah, that's something, that's something that you have to pay if it is the manufacturer's number. The manufacturer breaks out the freight cost, and they have freight costs added to the MSRP. I'm not sure why they just don't include it in the number, but it probably dates back to a time when the freight used to vary, and now they use standardized freight. And there's also uh, the administration. What was the other fee besides the freight? You said uh, it ter- had edge guard. It said protection package. Uh oh. Four hundred thirteen dollars. There's a there's a, what is it? that's a red flag. Okay, I'm glad you told me that. That dealer has added uh, a sticker to the Monroni, and he has tricked you trying to trick you into believing that is the manufacturer's suggested retail price. So he's added his own protection package. The manufacturers don't have a protection package. Uh, distributors do. I mean, we have a uh, in our southeast Toyota, for Toyota dealers in some five southeastern states, they will add a, what they call a Toyo Guard, a protection package to their to the window sticker, which is the Monroni. And what you need to do there, if you're in the southeast and you're trying to buy a Toyota, say, I don't want Toyota Guard. I don't want the protection package. I want a car without it. Because when a car comes from Toyota, the manufacturer, to the distributor, it doesn't have the protection package. The distributor will add it. And Gulf States is another distributor for Toyota. What type of, what make car are you looking at? This is a Toyota Prius. Okay. So... Uh, I'm and, not sure. and it had I opened up the the, the back and it had the a package of you know the carpeting and the uh, everything in there for the two hundred and fifty nine dollars and I said well does this come did you know when this is on the dock after they deliver the car from wherever yeah you're saying that Toyota Toyota prepackaged this car with all this stuff and he goes yes and I said well so Thanks. if I don't want it. How do I? I don't. I don't want to pay two fifty nine for the carpeting. I mean, that should just come with the car. Yeah, carpeting you know, is strange. I, floor mats is one thing. Uh, I've never heard of adding carpeting. Yeah, can you? Could you take a picture of that and, and text it to me or, or email it to me? Sure, I'd love sure, to. I'd love to see that. And you have our text number seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. 772-497-6530 if you could get us a picture of that and I I will get back to you but it sounds to me like uh, somebody has added that to the Monroney label I know no manufacturer Toyota anybody that would put a protection package included in a Monroney label yeah and then the bottom price adding the 955 comes up 
Yeah. It's a, you know, that's suspicious. dollars more than. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said, well, aren't you guys reimbursed for, because the invoice price, they don't list. Yeah. But if you buy a, if like at your dealership, if the invoice price, does that include the, uh, the transportation fee? Yeah. It should, yeah, absolutely. It's included in the invoice and in the MSRP. Uh, do you mind mentioning the name of the dealer? Uh, it's um, it's in San Luis, San Luis Obispo, California, and it's uh, the Spring Toyota. Spring. They, they actually just yeah, Spring Toyota. They actually sold their business uh-huh. to another town that's thirty miles, and I found out that the. The Toyota dealers are, there's three dealerships kind of close to me within 100 miles, and they're all owned by the same person. Oh. We'll, go, we'll go to their website, Terry, and we'll check them out, and that way we'll be able to give you a better idea uh, by looking at their website. And uh, thank okay. you very much for calling in, and uh, if you get me that picture, uh, we'll get you an accurate answer. And I thank you very much for the call. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. Give us a call again. Uh, That number is uh, 877-960-9960. Ladies, again, I'm going to remind you, please give us a call. You can win yourself $50, the first two new lady callers. And you can text us if you're a little shy at 772-497-6530. And I believe that Stu is, uh, well, got some texts uh, stacked up over there. Yes, I do. Uh, This is from Bob. Good morning. Love your show. Several weeks ago, Rick talked about a Toyota TSB, that's a technical service bulletin, uh, that flashed and fixed a 2018 and 2019 Camry 8-speed transmission shifting problems. Can you provide or tell me where to find the TSB number? All my efforts to find it have been unsuccessful. Thanks again for the show. That's from Bob. Bob, if you're listening, the TSB number on that, it's TSB 0330-17. That's 0330-17 and I did not have that information I uh, texted Bobby Galarza our, oh. our tech extraordinaire who yeah. got right back to me yeah, technical, service, uh, technical service bulletins all the manufacturers have those and it's a good thing to look into if you have something wrong with your car that uh, uh, doesn't sound you know they, you, you, get a, you get a Dodge and a, and, a, and a little tap dance a lot of car dealers are not even familiar with their own technical service bulletins. And there's so many of them that come out. A technical service bulletin is something that the manufacturers put out to fix a car when the owner complains about it. And you're not allowed to solicit that business. Uh, you have to have the owner come in and say, uh, my, my, my steering wheel is vibrating, and, uh, and then you're allowed to go and look up the technical service bulletin that tells you how to fix it. It's like a undercover secret warranty and uh, uh, very difficult to get the dealers to admit it. That is correct. Um, And honestly, I don't know if that information is available out there on the interwebs. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's just information that the techs have. We do get emails uh, when there's a technical service bulletin that's issued. They'll send it to the dealers. And um, I'm not sure if it's a public thing. but I think probably on chat rooms and as the word gets out, uh, but it's probably not a you know, a website that has all technical service bulletins. Should be, yeah, but there's not. Okay. Uh, this is from another Bob. This is Bob in Minnesota. Uh, it says, uh, retread tires. 
are retreads as good as new tires? If so, why are they not promoted? You know, I, I, I maybe we need to get an expert on that. Uh, my gut feel has always been retreads are uh, suspect, and and I remember seeing the treads line on the highway and saying, "Oh, well, that was a retread." But my guess is the technology has probably improved, and retread tires are probably okay. Let's ask uh, Uncle Google. That that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, here fill some fill some time as I type. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I you see them like I do. I 95 the turnpike. You're driving along, also there's a big a chunk of tire laying there, and I've always assumed assumed that with these retreads that you take a bold tire and you do some sort of a vulcanizing process, but they're not safe. All right. Well, I have a. Um uh, a website that came up says modern retread, retread tires are safe so safe that even school bus fleets use them oh. and that's from the U.S. Association of Tire Retreaders folks when you're googling make sure you check your source honestly I don't know if it's from them but um, there's a lot of information on retread tires so you know filter the information look for a credible source I don't see anything from the uh, uh, NHTSA or the IIHS which mm-hmm. would be the agencies I'd, I'd feel more most comfortable looking at, but we'll we'll, we'll follow up next week and, yeah. uh, and and do a whole presentation. On oh, yeah, the fact something rings true that truckers use this, and if there are any truckers out there that have that experience with their companies using retreads, love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, Bob also has a follow up question on tire pressure checks. Uh, he says discount tire stores offer a free air pressure check and provides special mark lane for that service. You drive up and you're done in five minutes. No need to be a customer for the service. It's a great marketing technique, especially here in Minnesota. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, any smart service department will give a free tire uh, pressure check. Is an opportunity to uh, sell you a tire or maybe sell you something else. So as long as you're aware of the fact that the reason they're doing it is to try to sell you something, as long as you can just turn around and leave and say thank you very much for the free check. Exactly. All right, we have a, a question on YouTube. This is from Ashley James. Um, is Earl store under SET? Uh, local dealer in my area charges $699. Is this an SAT thing? Can you please explain? Um, we are underneath the Southeast Toyota distributorship. That includes the five uh, southern uh, United States, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South mm-hmm. Carolina. And um, now they don't regulate the various fees that the dealers charge. So I'm guessing the 699 is a hidden fee or a dealer fee. Um, there are, and you, uh, we talked about this earlier this week, SET does charge all the dealers as a part of the invoice of the car an administrative fee, and it runs around $775, $800, depending on the cost of the car. Yeah. Those, that should not be itemized. If you're buying a car, that's not even going to appear in your transaction, but it's there, part of the cost of the car. It actually raises the, the price of a Southeast Toyota car um, considerably over cars outside the region. Yeah, if you live in a border state to the southeast, uh, uh, for example, if you live, uh, what's north of North Carolina? Uh, Virginia. Okay, if you live in Virginia, near the North Carolina border, you should buy your car in Virginia because... Oh, oh sorry to interrupt. Uh, SET does make accommodations for those border dealers. Oh. And they actually can, they don't charge them that fee if you're right across the uh, right across the way. Okay, how far across the I border? Don't I don't know. <laughs> I know because you keep pushing it further and further back. Yeah. No, the Eventually, is, they'll drop the, it down here. You know, if you're two blocks from the border, I can see it. But uh, my guess is if you're 20 miles from the border, you're going to save yourself about 800 bucks right. if you drive, uh, you know, if 
you drive to Virginia. Yeah. So if you if you live in North Carolina near the border, <laughs> drive north to Virginia until you find a dealer that doesn't have that yeah. extra eight hundred dollars costed on the car. Um, I have better advice. The, 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 the student has become the teacher. Oh. Still follow all the advice of the store because I would imagine if you're up in that border, things can get pretty confusing. And, they, and Virginia dealers might try and take advantage of that. So still compare yeah. bottom line prices no matter who you're buying from. Well, yeah, absolutely. You should go through yeah. the normal due yeah. diligence no matter why you buy the car. But I would rather buy a car from a Toyota dealer that paid Toyota $800 less for the car than one that paid yeah. $800 more. And... Uh, you know, I, right now we've had three Southeast Toyota executives with palpitations and, uh, and, Hank, and probably listening? saying some nasty things about Earl Stewart. Hank loves you. This is one of the, yeah, right. He does. <laughs> That's one of these things that. You can get away with anything. I can get away with anything because, because I'm an old guy and I know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> that was a threat, folks. No, it wasn't. It's a joke. Okay. Um, Moving right you're along. Fit, you're fit. Huh? You're you're finished. Oh no 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 no! I got them. They're piled up here, so okay. I, I can knock them down pretty quick. Uh, here's one. No name on it. It's a Texas. I just want to say Apple CarPlay is awesome. It's the best thing car manufacturers have come up with in years. However, my girlfriend has the Google Android version, and it absolutely sucks. Hmm. Um, I don't have first-hand experience with the Google um, CarPlay or whatever they call it. I do have experience with Apple CarPlay, and it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I talked about it last week or week before. I love the, my Google Maps with Google uh, with Apple CarPlay, and because no, I mean, it gives you the feeling feeling like you're flying. You know what Google Maps that's looks exactly like? The actual satellite. Oh, I thought we were flying. Yeah, and I just I feel like I, when I'm driving. I pretend like I'm in you know about a thousand, two thousand feet. Yeah, and you see all the lakes and the ocean. Sure, Nancy and, loves that. Folks, yeah. it's an amazing experience okay. because we are airborne. Yeah. I can say this though um, I think it's a question a lot of people had on their minds prior to Apple CarPlay coming out is you know if the phone if phone manufacturers can make something so easy and so user friendly what's the problem with car dealers um, with car dealer car manufacturers mm -hmm. and um, why can't it be as easy as my phone and well I guess the so solution it was be. it will be well they said put the phone up on the screen that's basically what you got yeah pretty yeah. good solution um, Jonathan in Wellington uh, texted us, says, if I buy a Toyota from a dealership using the Costco price, can I request leather interior or other specific options, or am I stuck with the base model? I use any car that the uh, dealer sells, as long as it's, uh, you don't want dealer-installed accessories, but if it's a manufacturer a car, uh, any car the dealer sells will have a Costco price. Your problem is being sure it really is the Costco price, and they're not adding hidden fees. You uh, This should be disclosed in the Costco pricing sheet. That's the reason you must see the Costco pricing sheet, member's pricing sheet. If you don't see that, uh, they're going to try to pull the wool over your eyes. Okay, last text. Uh, uh, this comes from Suzanne. Um, I wanted to ask, is there a better deal if you buy after the new model's are in and try to find a previous year model or if possible can you find an uh, find an end of, of previous before that or a demo uh, or a demo for the for the best price because even if a demo I know you can put a lot of miles on Toyotas I've had four and sold my last one with 150,000 miles um, I always thought getting rid of a car 100,000 miles was about the best you could do um, Earl I will keep listening uh, to hear um, and hear the answer thank you and Merry Christmas uh, we always listen to your show oh thanks a lot Aww. yeah counterintuitively you're better off to go with the current model uh, 
if you've got a 2020 and a 2019 choice right now, go for the 2020. The one caveat is that a brand new model with a major changeover, uh, Consumer Reports advises that you wait a year or two before you buy the current model. Uh, that's up to you. Some people want to have the first one off the line and, uh, and flashy new, but you want to wait uh, a month or two before you buy that 2020. If the 2020 comes out and it's a high demand, low supply car, you don't want to buy it today. You want to buy it a month from today or maybe two months. But the 2019, they'll give you a big fat discount and sometimes they'll even give you extra discounts from the manufacturer. But all those discounts added up will not equal the depreciation, extra depreciation that you suffer by buying last year's model. You know, three years from now, four years from now, when you trade in that 2019, they're not going to know that you bought it uh, in 2020. Uh, they're just going to know that the car is a year older than the 2020 you could have bought, and the depreciation differential will sink the ship. Okay, uh, I have a question, and this is from Taylor. Mm -hmm. uh, she wants to know why Carfax is not always accurate. That's a great question. Yeah, garbage in, garbage out, uh, computers, uh, human error. Um, Carfax is usually accurate. Uh, we we what do we see about a ninety ninety percent ninety five percent? It's really good, um, but like you said, if if you know if there was a like, here's a good example: if a car got into an accident and there wasn't a police report, exactly, um, it's never going to make it on the Carfax report. Exactly. Yeah. However, there are things that are even uh, that are more vexing than that, and that's uh, occasionally we'll find a car with a recall that we've confirmed on the manufacturer site and confirmed on the NHTSA website. Mm -hmm. Um, but it didn't show up on Carfax um, or AutoCheck, which is a, another. Doesn't, doesn't Carfax have some sort of a guarantee that if they make a mistake, they. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it applies to uh, like branded titles, salvage, flood, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they cover it for if they miss an accident, be, you know, for the very reason. That so they shouldn't have missed, or yeah. how about a recall? Um, I don't think that mentions uh, recalls as That'd part of the That'd be an interesting budget. lawsuit. You lawyers out there, heads up. Interesting lawsuit. Carfax fails to call to your, the buyer's attention, a dangerous recall. Uh, the person buys the car, is seriously injured or killed. Is there any liability on Carfax's uh, part? That would be an interesting legal question. Yeah, um, there's a lot, excuse me, uh, there's a, a lot, another reason why uh, sometimes uh, it is not accurate and uh, it's uh, a little easier for, uh, you know, someone who's in an accident not to report it and that's because of insurance rates. Uh, so uh, each one, AutoCheck and uh, Car Carfax have their, their uh, reasons for not getting this information. Yeah, so uh, Carfax, I'm sure they have uh, some CUIA that's called Cover Your Tuckus um, <laughs> language in their website. Um, so there's a whole lot of legalese on the Carfax website um, when it comes to the, their buyback guarantee. Um, and I would read it all on the air, but um, we don't have enough time. <laughs> and it's really boring. Uh, but if you just Google um, Carfax buyback guarantee, it has all the information, what it covers and what it doesn't. But um, yeah, I think it's leg uh, a, a valid uh, thing to say. You know, if they miss something like that, it results in a in an injury or an accident. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, but I think they mainly talk about these uh, the branded titles. I mean, that's the least of your problems. A mistake on Carfax. Uh, your biggest problem is the dealer lying about Carfax or not showing you holding his thumb over the uh, unfixable recall. And this is what we experience week after week. Yep. 
Got a text here, uh, Earl. Um, how do we know it wasn't you who hacked the Arigos? <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, there's a rumor about that. I mean, I'm, I can neither confirm nor deny that. How do you like that? That sounds very uh, like uh, Politico speak to me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Definitely didn't hack anybody. There, it's the policy of Earl Stewart on I'm cars not, not to comment on that. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to hack somebody. And if I was smart enough, I wouldn't do it. The truth is, uh, well, the truth is, of course, we didn't hack them. Uh, but Earl did send me a message me on Facebook the, the news story when it came out. And I replied back, uh, that was me. I was trying to get her oh, money yeah. back. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I could probably get you put in jail. Well, I, I confessed on Facebook Messenger, but uh, it was a joke. Yeah. I'm just jokes. Okay, uh, Nancy, do you have a text? Uh, no, I'm do, I was just going to announce that our lines are closed, and uh, we're almost near the time for the Mystery Shopping Report, and we're going to finish up with Stu's text. You mean we, we made it through a show without Rick, and we weren't stumped yet? I want to tell you, I did get a text, and I was going to mention it later, but somebody was asking about our wonderful auto mechanic. Okay. And as a matter of fact, they referred to him as the certified diagnostic hmm. scientist. Oh, very good. Yeah, I don't want Rick to get too excited. Uh, I think we got lucky today. We, we need Rick. You're not getting out of the show if you're listening. That's right. <laughs> Either are you, Alan. Hope you're having a great time, Rick. <laughs> Alan gets nervous sometimes. He's our, our our body shop guy that comes and talks about insurance. But yeah, he's stage fright. Yeah. yeah, but he's really good. All right, we have one from Jim in R Riviera Beach. Um, he says, I, and "This is a follow up to the retread tire question." He says, "I drove trucks for thirty nine years, and trucking companies will use recap tires, but by law they will not put recaps on the steering wheel, steering axle. I'm sorry. So I guess those are the two, um, the front one that we when you steer the car, uh, those have to be uh, original tires. You can't retread those." Mm -hmm. All right. I think we're caught up. Mystery Shopping Report. High point of the show. If you've never heard one of these, you are in for a treat. Spread the word. If somebody around the house or wherever you are, if they haven't listened to the first part of the show, listen to this part. Gather around. And if you want to read along, uh, this Mystery Shopping Report is on earloncars.com, and there's a link for Mystery Shopping Reports. Very good. Mystery Shop of H. Gregg, West Palm Beach. Back in 2018, Frank, one of our longtime listeners, told us about an independent used car chain called H. Gregg. At the time, we'd never heard of it. We thought it was an appliance store. We were thinking about H.H. H. Gregg, and uh, there is an appliance store, H.H. H. Gregg, but this is a car dealership. Never heard of them at that time. It's a big chain now. H. Gregg has over 20 locations across North America. They focus exclusively on online marketing promoting their one price selling process i remember that one price selling process h greg has been in business for more than 20 years we were surprised we'd only just heard of them i guess they were other parts of the country but they've come to florida <clears throat> until very recently h greg had four locations in south florida miami pompano beach west park and Doral. where's west park it's in Broward somewhere. Oh, West Park. It's like Lake Park. Nobody knows where it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's a joke. The fifth location. I mean, it's true. West Park. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's in uh, Illinois. Yeah. The fifth location just opened in West Palm Beach. I know H where that is. Yeah. H. Gregg's website is impressive, modern, sophisticated. It says all the right things. Very consumer friendly. However, we noticed some changes from the last time we looked. Went back in the archives. They got rid of their seven-day exchange policy and replaced it with a three-day, 300-mile 
return exchange policy. Got a little bit expensive for them, but I guess they they had to back off. <laughs> they tried. Yeah. They also slightly modified the language of their quality safety promise. Uh, this is uh, their quality safety promise. We're serious when we say, if it's not good enough for our family, then it's never worth selling to you. Bottom line, if it doesn't meet our standards, we won't sell it. We don't know what their standards are, but if it doesn't meet their standards, they're not going to sell it. Drive home in a car you can count on. We put every vehicle through our trust-verified multi-point inspection. It sounds serious. <laughs> if it fails our inspection, we don't sell it, period. Well, that doesn't impress me. I don't know what your standards are. But anyway, sounds good. We tested that promise during the last mystery shop. Agent X went on to buy a 2012 Chrysler 300 with a no-fix to cut airbag recall. I repeat, no-fix. Can't fix it, folks. You buy it, you own it, and you're going to be driving behind a hand grenade until they finally can fix it. Uh, unfortunately, HX claimed to have sold the car just before Agent X arrived. Now, they're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. If they did sell the car, they sold the car with a live hand grenade in it that they can't fix. Yep. If they didn't sell the car, they're lying, and it's a bait and switch. So either way, at that shopping point, H. Greg uh, did a bad thing. They switched him to another vehicle with a sketchy Carfax report and a different recall, but they disclosed both issues. This week, we got a second chance to give... H. H. Greg, the Takata test. I have a hard time with H. Greg. It just I know. doesn't roll trippingly off no. the top. And, and they, the way they, they brand it, it's all one word. It's yeah. H. Greg, one word. H. G. Greg. I could say G. Greg, but H. Greg. Maybe the H is silent. Maybe it's just Greg. That could be, yeah. Greg. We found a 2016 <laughs> Jeep Wrangler Unlimited with two recalls and two crashes. And uh, here's a corny joke from my son. I call that a twofer. No, I'm it's told a, they call it. <laughs> you wrote it. I'm sorry. I've been listening to a lot of Malcolm Gladwell. That's how he oh, said okay. it. The first recall was for the front impact sensor in the event of a crash. A wire could separate and prevent the airbags from deploying. Now, this is funny. This turns out to be a good thing. <laughs> Not really. Because the second recall was for an exploding Takata airbag. And the two... I guess we'd cancel each other out. No, that's yeah. tongue-in-cheek. Uh, kind I, of a deathly humor. I, I win some morbid, other Morbid humor. Sorry. Yeah. A knee slapper. I, yeah. Hey, don't don't worry. Yeah, I know you can't fix the airbag. But, but it probably the, won't go the off The anyway. probably won't go <laughs> off. <laughs> the car's a hot mess. Also worth noting, the Takata recall was, was fixable. Uh, it just hadn't been fixed yet. This Jeep was the perfect vehicle for Agent Thunder to go in for the Takata test. Here's the report. I arrived, I'm Agent Thunder now, not really, I'm pretending. I arrived at the very new, very octagonal, modern dealership on Military Trail. The parking lot was immaculate. I saw that some work was still being done to the facility. The new, new, new construction, just built it. Uh, painting stripes on parking spaces, cleaning outside windows. Other workers were polishing cars on the lot. There was a big banner that read, hcraig.com, car buying redefined. I like that. I do too. The interior looked uh, like they were going for an Apple Store vibe. I didn't see any traditional sales desk. Countertops, uh, customers sit side by side like uh, the Genius Bar at the Apple Store. I saw about 40 employees dressed in green. Cool. Nearly every one of them turned to look at me smiling. 
Isn't that interesting? I had a great visualization yeah. of this. Is that like in sync? But that's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the rocket. A smile. A smile. When I walk into when I walk into Costco, Nancy and I walk into Costco, people smile. Yeah. Smiling. Yeah, is, but there are there are yeah. circumstances here that are that's very yeah. they're very relevant. And a few people look surprised. Some look confused. I felt like I, I just crashed a party. <laughs> a tall man spoke. Please come in. He beckoned me toward him. I walked over, shook his hand. Uh, he regarded me with curiosity. His name was Eugene. I asked him what was going on and if they were having their Christmas party or something. And this seemed unusual. Uh, Eugene said, sir, you are our first customer <laughs> ever at this location. Our grand opening is tomorrow. December 14th. So here, I walked in to Ace Craig. They hadn't sold a car yet. They, even had a, they, hadn't, they had a hadn't even opened yet, but they look like they're open. So here I am, the Mystery Shopping Report, talking to Eugene. I was completely surprised, realizing I was charting new territory. This is new territory. We have, like, we have never done this. You can't make cars. The, you their can't very make first customer was yeah. a mystery shopper. <laughs> I mean, that's really? like, I mean, is that a bad omen for H. Greg? I don't know. But hey, let's I help mean, him out a little bit. Today is their grand opening. <laughs> if you're looking for a used car, yeah. H. Greg West Palm Beach, grand yeah, opening today. Before you go to the grand opening, I want you to listen oh, yeah, yeah. to listen the rest of the yeah, shopping yeah. report. Sorry. Um, aye, got ahead aye, of myself. <laughs> I asked him if I should leave and come back. Eugene said, no. No, he'll help. He said, we couldn't be able to test drive any cars, but we could take care of anything else. And the reason I think they can't. Yeah, I was wondering about that. An insurance issue. Okay. They probably said, you know, we're opening on this day. I wanted the insurance. Yeah. Here's the policy. I signed up. Insuring me from now on. Yeah. They weren't insured. They wouldn't let me drive sounds, the car. Sounds good. Um, he asked me if I'd ever been to an H grade. I said, I hadn't. And I thought that they were a high-line, high-end-line uh, used car. Eugene said they had a high line store in Pompano called H. Greg Lux. Mm -hmm. There's a mouthful. Of that. Yeah. Uh, like H. Greg Lux. Um, <laughs> Eugene, yeah. Eugene told me about H. Greg and their process. <laughs> it reminded me of Off Lease Only. With a genius bar set up, he walked me to the counter, showed me a slideshow on the computer screen. Uh, this slideshow explained the H. Greg way. The first slide claimed that they were the Costco. Of automotive. That's what they said. That's what they There's said. There's a picture in the in the report yeah. if you want to see that. And ain't gonna happen. Com when you get into this <laughs> a little bit further. Well, but yeah. that is clever. I like, yeah, I like that. I mean, I would almost want to copy that because Costco is my kind of store. It is, but when you, the explanation when they, they yeah. explain why it's yeah. they claim that they buy in because of the volume they sell, they can pass along savings. Yeah, that's, no. that's not what it Costco just, does. Yeah. But it's the idea they understand what good is. Costco, H. Greg probably shops at Costco. Yeah. Everybody shops at Costco. You think, They're built, you think you know, it's a person? In China, Nancy told me this the other day. She saw on CNBC in China where we're having all the terror problems and all the negative and anti-American they're standing in line to get to Costco. They want more Costco's. Shanghai in, wants in Shanghai. to open up more. I cannot more. think of a place I would least like to be than a Chinese Costco. Well, if you're a Chinaman, <laughs> you want to go into a Chinese <laughs> Costco. It sounds really crowded. Yeah. There's over a billion Chinese people. No, you're, no we're getting. Uh, we're, Jim you're pointed getting that out. Politically incorrect. And our China, my part. apologies to all our Chinese Americans out there. Because, I have a fear of crowds, that's all. Well, that's true. That's so. Um, <laughs> I agree, Stu. Basically, the slides explain how H. Craig was a one-price store with no haggling and no hassle. It showed the three-day, 300,000-mile, 100% money-back guarantee. Eugene then explained that everything is sold as is. Uh, there's a warning for you. As is. 
and priced accordingly. He said that there's a dent on the car, they don't fix it. He said the cars, uh, the cars go through a rigorous inspection, they're all checked and come out running right now. Rigorous inspection because he said it was a rigorous inspection and they don't know, they don't see the inspector, they don't see, you know, anyway. I don't need to go any further. I said I wanted to buy the 2016 Jeep, stock number 500126. I told him I saw it online for $23,598. Now, that's an advertised price, right? Mm -hmm. It's online. That's an advertisement. That's supposed to be the -the out-the-door price plus government fees only. I'm looking at the advertisement now. Yeah. All I see is $23,598. Yeah. I asked if it was available. Eugene reminded me that I was on their. I was their very first customer. Of course, it's available. <laughs> it got to be available. <laughs> <Right>. The only <laughs> time that, that is, could ever possibly happen. <laughs> that is really. That is really very funny. Is the car still available? Um, what do you think? I, what, I, <laughs> this, this I'm surprised real. that Eugene didn't just like shake his head. What a unique we mystery pick, shopping yeah, report. Yeah, we tease Agent Thunder. We tease Eugene said that we could go look at the car, but it reminded me that it couldn't be driven until. They officially opened. He didn't explain why, and I speculate it was the insurance issue. I asked how much he knew about the Jeep. He said he knew a lot about the vehicles in stock. All the salespeople had been studying up. He said getting ready for the grand opening. I asked him if he knew about any accidents or safety issues. Eugene said he didn't know, but he checked the Carfax report. We walked out to find the vehicle. It was clean and red. I listened to Eugene talk about the features, gas mileage, etc. I looked around the car. It was in perfect shape, some wear and tear, a little rust in places. After 10 minutes of presentation, I interrupted him to ask if we could uh, go over the numbers. Eugene was happy to oblige. He reminded me that H. Craig was 100% transparent. I think oh, they oh, I think they tra- they trained them with lots of buzzwords. Yeah. Costco. Transparent. Transparent. Costco. One price. Exactly. And rigorous right. inspection. That's exactly right. <laughs> now, if you just tuned in, this is our mystery shopping report pretending to buy a car <coughs> from a store called H. Greg, who are having their grand opening today, and they're in West Palm Beach. And this is the mystery shopping report. Uh, he asked, uh, Eugene did, sales-related questions uh, on the way back in, was I financing or paying cash? How much money did I plan to put down? Did I have a trade? I had answered all his questions by the time we reached the Genius Bar. That's what we call it. Yeah. Eugene asked for my driver's license and insurance card, then left to make copies and bring back a worksheet, buyer's order combo, and a Carfax report. We looked at the Carfax report first. Eugene pointed to the summary and said there had been an accident. Then he leaped to the first accident on the report and said that the damage was minor and that it had been repaired well. It passed inspection in their shop. He didn't mention the other accident. He didn't mention the other accident or the report of two recalls. That's not good. No. He looked like he was ready to move on. I asked him if he thought there were any safety issues. He didn't. It had passed their inspection. Hmm. I asked if I had... I asked if I had seen a recall, and he looked at the report again. See, this is what happens in so many dealerships. When you push and push and push, they finally find the recall on the Carfax report. Uh, he thumbed his way to the first recall and said it looked like an airbag issue. I took the report and inspected it. I asked him if it was a Takata recall that I'd heard about. He said he thought it was. He moved to the numbers, the online price. Uh, listen to this. 
the online price was $23,598. We already said that. That was the advertised price. But they asked an $899 pre-delivery service fee. Folks, that's profit to the dealer. It's hidden. It's a hidden fee because it wasn't in the advertised price, and it is illegal in Florida. H. Greg is breaking the law, okay? If you're listening, H. Greg, sue me because you can sue me for anything, but you can't win because the truth is a perfect, perfect defense against liable or slander. So H. Craig is breaking the law by advertising the price of their car and adding profit, adding to the price. We've, now, only, we've only seen one dealer include it in the price, and that yeah, was Toyota Hollywood. Yeah. But then they added it anyway. They did it anyway, yeah. And they also added, H. Craig, a $399 electronic registration filing fee. So that's rounded up to $1,300. They understated the advertised price by $1,300. They violated the law. They committed a crime to suck somebody in to buy the car and then sneak this in on them. These are non-government fees. They are profit to the dealer. And uh, it's just a damn shame that they do this sort of thing. I said it looked good, and Eugene asked uh, what time I would be in on Saturday. That's today uh, to... uh, when they're grand opening, I couldn't buy it until the grand opening. I said, I'm going to check with my wife, and I'd call them. Uh, now, let me let me go back a little bit to the $399 electronic registration filing fee. I had a, a phone call, a nice phone call yesterday from a, a gentleman in uh, Port St. Lucie, Stewart area, and he'd read the, new, the my blog, and my new blog is... Uh, how to get the lowest price on any new Toyota from any new Toyota dealer. And he said, Earl, I noticed that you said the out-the-door price included uh, tax and tag. He said, in the past, you've always said out-the-door plus tax and tag. And we had a nice conversation. I explained that out-the-door uh, wasn't, being, wasn't literally correct to have to add tax and tag and that it had become accepted. I said, the reason I came out with this blog article, which you can read at EarlOnCars.com, uh, is because dealers have come up with hidden fees that sound like they're part of tax and tech. And H. Greg did this, $399 electronic registration filing fee. So you could go into H. Greg and say, I don't want to pay any hidden fees. All I want to do is pay for tax and tag. They say, well, part of the tax and tag is a $399 electronic registration fee, but that is not part of tax and tag. That's profit to the dealer. So they disguise fees to sound like they're part of tax and tag. So we thought, for the purpose of my latest blog, how to buy a new Toyota from any Toyota dealer um, at the lowest price, we thought we should go ahead and give you the full price. So you go to our website, earlstewart.com, or no, earlstewarttoyota, earlstewarttoyota.com, and you put any Toyota model in there, and you go and you you can get the total price, including everything, everything, the tax and the tag. Take that to your Toyota dealer in Syracuse or Apopka or... Apalachicola, or wherever you want to go. There's a little email function. You put the dealer's email address in there and send exactly. it directly to them. Exactly. And say, if you beat this price, we got a deal. So take my price 
you know, which is a good price, yeah. but you might be able to beat it. it could be and if you find a lower price, that's great. If you don't, make a match it. And great way to get a good price. So don't be tricked by hidden fees disguised as tax and tag. And uh, all the dealers have gone on to this now. Almost all dealers are charging tag agency fee, that's BS, e-filing fee, BS, electronic filing fee, BS. Only get the out-the-door price. That's right. Okay, we got a vote, don't we? I guess yeah. we're, you know, we sure do. Well, they failed the Dakota test, too. H. Gregg, West Palm Beach, grand opening today. And you ought to go in there. It's a clean store. It's a modern store. Yeah. Uh, people are polite. You've been forewarned if you listen to this. And check them out. Go to H. Gregg yeah. and tell them you, uh, you listen to Earl Stewart on Cars today and that their shopper that they had yesterday, their first customer, wasn't really their first customer. No, sorry it was a that, mystery guys. shopping agent by Earl Stewart. Eugene, I'm, I'm really sorry for that. Sorry, Eugene. But R- real quick, though, on, on this, uh, I included, and by the way, you can guys, every, anybody listening can go on to earloncars.com and read the mystery shopping report and actually see some of the, thing, the pictures we took and so you can see it firsthand. Or secondhand, um, they have a, a sheet, their inspection sheet, and um, I'm not going to read everything on it. But there is nothing on here really. Well, I, I'm going to read it really fast. There's only 21 items: uh, driver's seat condition, gauge operation, engine noise normal, smell, clear all the lights like the tire pressure uh, sensor, <laughs> gas, zero trip A, uh, transmission shifts smoothly, uh, clutch operates normal, alignment, brake feel, soft hard brake, ABS works, cruise control, body suspension, steering. Long distance condition, normal distance condition, and fill out log. There's nothing in there that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. No, that's quite a laundry list. Yeah, pretty, pretty general. Yeah, it's not. That's nothing specific. So when he says yeah. yes, it's safe. It passed inspection. Uh, there's nothing that even addresses a recall on here. So if you're going to H. Craig and the grand opening day in West Palm Beach, I probably have some hot dogs and and uh, soft drinks and who knows. Uh, it's going to be a. It'll probably be pretty nice. And when you if you want to buy a car from them, just remember you have to add thirteen hundred dollars to the advertised price because they have uh, two hidden fees. Uh, and they have a dealer prep fee for nine hundred, and they have a, a electronic filing fee for four hundred. And so that's. Uh, when you go to their site, website, take the advertised price and add $1,300. That's what you really pay. Okay. And that way, you won't be surprised when you go in. Okay. And I got some grades coming in. Um, Ed gives them a C. Susan gives, I'm sorry, a C minus. Susan gives them a D. Michelle gives them an F. Nick gives them a D. Linda gives them a huge F. A huge. Thanks Huge to everyone. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for participating and uh, you know taking on these uh, mystery shopping reports and let us letting us know how you feel about it. Okay, uh, Stu, uh, Earl. I'm gonna give them a D. Uh, I'm gonna pass them. Uh, uh, they didn't do anything that all the other car dealers aren't doing, and uh, I, uh, I'm I'm sad to have to do it, but can't give them a really good score. Is H. Craig a real person? I don't know. I doubt it. I think they copied H.H. Craig for name identification and awareness. I've heard of them. And, yeah. Know. We're changing the name of our dealership to Apple Toyota. Yeah. There you go. we got two idea. minutes left, <laughs> folks. <laughs> okay. And you're going to vote? Huh? Oh, I'm, my vote? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. D minus. Okay, uh, folks, I think uh, uh, I'm not going along with everyone else except Linda. And uh, uh, 
the shame here is that uh, these uh, people have 20 locations and uh, who knows who knows what they've sold and uh, it, it's it's an amazing dealership it's a huge dealership and you can go anywhere almost anywhere and find a H. Craig and uh, for all of these violations uh, that uh, don't represent who I am I give them an F there we go the Black Widow strikes again. Exactly. Hey, text me after the show. Give me some ideas where we're going to shop next week because uh, I can I can use all the help that we can get. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and yeah, let us know uh, who would you like to shop if you had a good or bad experience. Uh, just uh, shop us or uh, give us a recommendation because we look for it every every week. Who yeah, are we yeah. going to shop? If you help want reve- help, get revenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, uh, folks, we've come to uh, an end of another show. We'll be right back here next week at the same time. Uh, don't forget to read Earl's column, How to Get the Lowest Price on Any New Toyota from Any Toyota Dealer, and uh, a special Have a Great Time, Rick. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks to everyone who helped us here this morning and to our listeners and our callers.